I-N-D-I-A-N-A, that's Indiana Ballin' like Reggie Miller, that's Indiana I put on for my state, that's Indiana Watch me rap it in your face, that's Indiana That's Indiana, that's Indiana Good morning, happy Saturday, and welcome to Hoosier Hot Takes This is your host, Dill Robin, ready to get started today Did you miss me? Yeah, I bet you missed me. Uh, I know it's been a week since the last episode. It's been crazy again. I'm a student, so it's been crazy with school and everything. But I'm more than happy to get some time to record today. And what I want to talk about has been something that has been on my mind all week. And that's a sport that a lot of people wouldn't know about. It's not football. It's not basketball. It's not baseball. It's not hockey. You're probably thinking, you know, what the heck is there left? And it doesn't have to do with the ball, it doesn't have to do with the puck, it has to do with four wheels. And that's racing. And a lot of people might argue, you know, racing's boring, I don't like watching NASCAR with things going in a circle. And to them, I have a counterpoint, and that's Formula One. And Formula One races are incredibly interesting. I started getting into it last year. If you don't know a lot about Formula One, it's kind of, the they're the format is Grand Prix and races that are set all over the world. So they can be in Bahrain, they can be in China, they can be in the United States, in all of Europe, which is super interesting. Cars are really fast, and the courses are not just ovals. They actually have turns, curves. So there's a lot of strategy when it comes to overtaking, uh, when it comes to pushing and pitting. We'll get into that later, but F1, first race in Melbourne, I believe, sometime early March or mid-March. They're kind of just doing testing right now. Those are what's kind of been happening the past couple days as drivers are testing out the new versions of their cars. Everybody did their unveilings. Um, I might do that in a different episode, reacting to unveilings, but this is going to be kind of a quick primer more, in a sense, and kind of talking about each team, each driver, just the Formula One guide for the new watcher. And if you don't, if you're not considering watching Formula One, or if this isn't something that you know would necessarily interest you, I'd ask you to wait a little bit, hear me out on this, because I promise you that it's way more interesting than, say, the Indy 500 or the Brickyard or any of those races. I know a big part about Indiana next to basketball is racing, so that's something that's near and dear to me. Yeah, it's not. It's more of a European sport. I understand that, and there are actually, fun fact, no American drivers in Formula One right now which is kind of disappointing. So um, anyone want to step up? I don't know. It could be me. Who knows? But there is an American team, which is interesting. So I don't know if you know Gene, Gene Haas, so the Haas company. They make, I believe, automation or tools, something like that, something in um, that industry. And he has his own Formula One team. They call it America's Formula One team. So naturally, that's the team I'm going to support, right? However, Haas hasn't been too great. I mean, it's the equivalent of maybe so- soccer. This is a good. This is a good comparison to it. The European teams are really good. Uh, so if you look at like Mercedes, if you look at Ferrari, those guys are all really good, leading the pack. Red Bull and Haas, which is the American team, isn't great, but we have one. <laughs> That's kind of just like on the in the world soccer stage. If you look at the men's team, women's team is different, but because um, they're good, but it's kind of like that. We don't have a great team, but it is my favorite team because it's the American team. So. Really quickly, just going to go through each Formula One team, kind of talk a little bit about them. Granted, I'm not a Formula One expert, but that's what makes it so great is I know a little bit. Uh, and I know the, mo- the 
the amount is, you know, a common Formula One fan, uh, which keeps this kind of casual and doesn't make it too complicated. But let's go through the list. There are a couple teams to cover. First is Mercedes. These, This is the team that actually won the Constructors' Cup, which is for the best uh, prince, team principal. So you can think of that almost as like the team coordinator. So it's almost like the head coach of a Formula One team in a sense. So Mercedes won that. They have Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Um, Lewis Hamilton, actually a uh, British driver, actually won um, won the one last year. Like he won the Formula One championship. He had the most points. Uh, so Formula One is a point system. So um, you know, you come in first, you get the most points, and then it goes declining all the way down to tenth place. So he got the most points at the end of the season. He's been incredibly dominant. Um, for Mercedes, so that's no surprise. Ferrari, they have Sebastian Vettel, Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc, so I love Haas, but Charles Leclerc is by far one of my favorite drivers. Um, so I don't know if you know, but Charles Leclerc is in like his 20s, like he's my age. Um, you know, but instead of sleeping till two o'clock and eating ramen in bed, he is out there driving Formula One car, making millions of dollars, and winning a lot of races. He won um, two podiums, or no, he's he was he had more podiums than that. Uh, he won straight up one, I think two or three races last season, which is actually pretty impressive for someone that young. Uh, he came from, um, he came from Sauber, which is now Alfa Romeo, but he came from more of like a developmental lower team. Ferrari took a risk on him. Ferrari's not typically known for young drivers or taking on young drivers. They usually like the experienced, um, experienced people with a lot of, you know, with a lot of driving time. So their previous lineup before was Vettel and Raikkonen. So that was kind of like an older duo. But Leclerc is an interesting strategy. Paid off well for them. Really, really great young talent. Um, and kind of, too, he just has so much energy. If you ever watch him on the mic, incredible. Um, on the car. Vettel's been a legend. Won a ton of titles. He's slowing down. He's getting a little bit up there in age. Um, you can think about it kind of towards the end of Peyton Manning's career when he was with the, we're not going to mention the Broncos shouldn't have ever gone there. That's a different thing. Uh, he's declining a little bit, but you know, he's still there. Pretty great driver, Red Bull, Alex Albon and Max Verstappen. Again, two good drivers. Verstappen has been incredible. He's Dutch. He has an insane following, um, of people who like, they all wear orange and they love him. Uh, Albon, pretty good up and coming driver. McLaren. I hate these guys. McLaren is the New England Patriots of Formula One to me because they're Haas's rival. You have Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz. Um, I hope both of those guys score zero points this year. Granted, that's not going to happen, but I hope. Anyways, uh, both pretty young drivers, both pretty good. I mean, they have upside, but McLaren's not really winning too much right now. Renault, they have Daniel Ricardo, Ricardo Esteban Ocon. Um, Ricardo has been pretty good. He used to race for Red Bull. Uh, and was, he's a really good driver. It's just the thing in Formula One is not every car is the same. Uh, so different cars have different engines and different manufacturers, and they change the chassis, they change the body of the car. Like there's very specific things and specific components that make different cars different in Formula One. So a Renault car is not as good as a Red Bull. Like you can't argue, you can't argue against that point. Um, anyways, so he's good. He has a lot of talent though. Uh, so Toro Rosso became Alpha Tori. So that's actually Red Bull's development team. So kind of how that works is Red Bull owns both these guys. So they own Alpha Tori and Red Bull. Um, and not to be mean, like this is honestly just me saying how it is. The best two drivers drive for Red Bull and the worst two just drive for Alpha Tori. That's just kind of how it is. So um, Gasly and Kriot both 
develop. They have time to develop. They, they need to develop, basically, is what what that is. Racing point, um, Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll. So Stroll's father actually owns, um, like he, he owns a component of racing point, which a lot of people think is why Lance has a seat. Uh, Sergio Perez, pretty good too. I mean, both of those guys are just, they're okay. Like they're Alfa Romeo, Raikkonen, and Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi is not great. <laughs> he's got young, he's young. He has time to develop. And Raikkonen is older. He was really legendary with Ferrari, really great. Um, he won He won the league, I believe, once. I don't know. I might be wrong with that. But pretty good driver. Uh, they call him the Iceman. He's really funny. Like, he's a really funny guy in interviews. Um, I listened to a podcast with him once. Um, and he's just so – he comes off so funny. He's like a Pat McAfee of F1. And my favorite right here is Haas. So Romain Grosjean, Kevin Magnussen – um, I love K Mag. He said he was he's like the bad boy of F1. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. He just is always very like he's very aggressive, but it usually pays off. He really pushes for position. He got fifth in Melbourne last year, which is really, really good. Uh, especially for Haas car and the F V nineteen, which is what we drove last year, they were awful. Like I think I could put tape tape wheels onto a cardboard box and it would have less failures than that. Um anyways. Grosjean, that's my, I do not like, he's, he's fast, but he also crashes all the freaking time. And it's kind of annoying. Um, cause the thing is with formula one is your team gets, so where you place those. So say, say Magnuson, we're going to be really optimistic, like places first, um, gets like 25 points or whatever that is. And Grosjean play, gets like 10th and gets, you know, like one point. They get like 26 combined. So that goes to the team. Uh, and that's how you figure out the constructors cup is whichever team has the most, you know, like their principal. So like their head coach gets it. Um, and Grosjean always crashes. So he just doesn't finish. So Kevin Magnuson has to carry anyways. Williams, you have George Russell, Russell, Nicholas, Latifi. These guys suck. Like Williams is such a bad team. They're just like, they're like the dolphins of formula one. They're just really bad, but they're just there. Cause you know, someone has to be last. They're trying to develop, um, Grace Williams, she's the she's in the Williams line that kind of owns this this team. She's trying a lot, she's trying her best, but Williams does not have a lot of money to work with, so they're not gonna win a whole ton. Um, and kind of why I went through everything is there's so much that's interesting about Formula One. If you look at that driver lineup, uh, one big thing is it's getting a lot younger. So if you look at guys like Leclerc for sure, Albon, even like. Giovinazzi, Latifi, Ocon, like it's getting younger. So that's very interesting to me. Um, that it's definitely moving in that direction. Um, and the future is very bright uh, for Formula One. And that's really, really great to see. Um, and the league just keeps getting more and more interesting. Um, and I keep saying the league, but it's, I don't know, I guess that's the general term for it. it keeps getting more and more interesting. And that's really, really great to see. Um, that becoming a trend and as well seeing these relationships. So for example, like Magnuson and Grosjean. So ones you wouldn't really think are a big deal are, could be very heated and could be very contested. So both those guys don't always get along and that hurts the team. Um, and also with, for, like, for example, it's team strategy. So how I said, like both people's combined numbers is how much the team gets. Uh, so how the team decides that. And if they, you know, hold one person back to let another driver get ahead, whatever, make a push for more points. That is also 
very interesting that strategy component. So Formula One is getting younger and it's getting a lot more strategic. Uh, and that's super, super interesting. And hot take for the day, because it is Hoosier hot takes, with that combination, I think Formula One racing is going to make its way into being as interesting of a sport as baseball, basketball, football. Not now. Maybe in a couple years, though. Because let me tell you, like it's very interesting to watch. Um, and I encourage you to watch a race. Or even there's a documentary on Netflix called Formula One Drive to Survive. I'd highly recommend you watching that. You can see the inner workings of Formula One. It's super interesting. I promise you that. In one day, you know, maybe if Haas starts winning <laughs> and Americans start getting more interested in the sport, we can make a serious push in the future um, to make it like a mainstream sport that a lot of people watch. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Watch Drive to Survive. Watch races coming up. Um, March, mid-March, keep your eyes out for it. Um, and it's going to be a really great season. And I'm going to be very interested to watch because I love young talent and I love seeing that in Formula One. And I think that is going to be reflected very well. And I think the future of Formula One is bright. And you know what? If you like Indy, Indy car racing, if you like the Brickyard, let me tell you, you're going to like Formula One just as much. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. This is your host, Dill Robin. Remember, to, again, follow us at Hoosier Takes on Twitter. Signing off. Thank you guys for watching Hoosier Hot Takes so much and have an amazing time. I-N-D-I-A-N-A, that's Indiana. Ballin' like Reggie Miller.